This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Wednesday to everybody out there. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. I'm Jake Bakovin. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet Eric Strickland, and we are here every day from four to six. Every weekday, I should say. We're not coming in on weekends just yet. DP doesn't have us uh, doesn't have us doing that. What do you think about working seven days a week, Strick? <laughs> a little too much. Boy, football season it, it pretty it much is. Will, yeah. it's, you know, it's six days a week, but yeah. uh, on the seventh day we rest. <laughs> right occasionally uh, but usually we just watch more football and continue in the sports world but that it is what it is i can't wait for football season you know you just kind of think pretty soon we're going to go through um all-star break in baseball where there's no football basketball baseball just basically no sports the SBs will be on to kind of sidetrack us so at least we'll have that compare that to just a nice football uh, fall where you got Thursday night football and then some games on Friday night and Saturday's college football galore and then <laughs> Sunday you got professional going then Monday night football then you don't have to wait too long Maction's in there on Tuesday or Wednesday right and you get it going back on Thursday I just love football season and I miss it but uh, it is what it is sometimes you got to live through the summer there are benefits to the summer as well the weather's pretty nice I would I would have to agree it, it, it got quite scorching today um, but I did uh, one of the things I've learned continuously as I've moved around between Texas and here. It's usually always windy. Yeah, some type of wind blowing somehow, some way. Even if it feels like it's a hot fan, uh, there's a nice little breeze just continuously rolling. You know, and so when I got to Florida, it wasn't too much like that. You know, you Not had some breezy there? days. Nah, it wasn't a lot of wind. It was some breezy days. The the way that the days would cool off there is it would rain every day, maybe for 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. And so it would cool the day off a little bit, but it wouldn't be wind or breeze or anything like that. Wind usually helps, but I hate when it's like hot outside and then you get like a warm wind coming in. You're just like, I, there's no, there's I would no way to, not to have it. Yeah, yeah, I would prefer to just have the sun and have a hot breeze. Yeah. It feels like a hot fan. It's There's nothing worse than that. Uh, but, you know, growing up, I mean, shoot, we didn't have like, when I was, I mean, I grew up in Alabama mostly, but we didn't have um, any air conditioners. You had the ones that you put in the windows oh, and yeah. stuff like that, but in the house you didn't have them. So you would sleep like dang near with nothing but just the fan. Yeah. And it's it's kind of crazy. Like when I look back at it, like you didn't have to like, like today is so much different. Like when you're dealing with kids today, you got to watch them. Like you gotta go out and they're riding a bike. You you know in most cases you gotta go out and you know watch what's going on because yeah. you know people have gotten crazy and bold these days with the way that they <laughs> you know when we were kids we jump on the bike and ride all around the town and neighborhood and all that oh, yeah. stuff and 
And uh, but it got it got it, it it you know we used to play till the sun up and sundown. I don't think street you know lights. you come inside. Yeah, yeah street lights. You come inside and mom was like, get your butt back outside. And yeah. you know you you don't come in for no water either. You drink water out of yeah. the. When's the last time you drank out of a hose though? Man, Maybe I, you don't want to go back to that day. <laughs> yeah, I can't say it was it was hosey tasting. <laughs> yes. Let me just. It say always that. did taste like a like hose. Like a hose. Yeah. <laughs> it was, was hosey tasting, and then you had to kind of let it run a little bit because it would be hot when it first came out. Yeah, yeah. hot. Yeah, just hot hosey just hot, water. Hosey water. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. But now it's 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 different. It's a different time. You can't like you can't put a freaking fan in the window somebody will jump through that thing you know what i mean like you gotta shut your yeah. windows and lock your stuff these days you know yeah. we used to like just leave door open doors open and stuff like that. well now you can't out. even park your car in the street or your cadillac converter will be oh taken. shoot it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy i mean when you get down to the point where you're taking air conditioning coils and stuff like that oh it's, yeah yeah it's it's next level yeah hopefully hopefully that uh that goes away for a little bit or at least uh dies down a little bit as we move on but are you uh are you a big time uh you know because you grew up like you said with the fans are you big with uh fans going to sleep i i find it a little bit more calming for myself i like to get cold so that i can get warm under the blankets oh i i, I have to sleep with a fan absolutely there's no question yeah uh, uh, some form of a fan running where it gives me that little extra to put me under the blanket. Yeah, yeah I, I would prefer that. I'm I don't a big time fan sleeper. Big time fan sleeper. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Uh, let's get into some sports here. Uh, we were just talking about the Elite Eleven here on uh, on the Ticket Water Cooler because. Uh, Gretna Zane Flores actually showed out pretty well there. And, of course, he's not Nebraska's quarterback commit. They didn't really go after him too much, from what I understand, because they went after William Watson, uh, who is uh, is a different quarterback, similarly ranked for what that's worth um, kind of going up into it. But um, Nebraska's coaches uh, specifically, um, you know, their offensive coordinator had developed a relationship with him. Yeah, so, Whipple actually signed him. Yeah, so, um, you know, it was pretty quick. You know, it was a pretty quick turnaround. Once Whipple joined Nebraska, William Watson was too far behind so you kind of understand that but do you still have a problem with Nebraska having a quarterback that might you know he's fighting to make the elite 11 so you know top 24 top at quarterback maybe he finishes in the top 11 out there if he does the drills right and stuff like that do you do you find it a little bit problematic or maybe something where you can look back and say uh definitely going to compare Zane Flores to Will Watson throughout his career because he signed at Oklahoma State it's not like uh you know he's going to Southern Miss or anything no offense to Southern Miss or any of the lower level programs but um you know a similar probably level program at, at, in these days at Oklahoma State a pretty good you know passing school and um I just think it's going to be fascinating to look back and, and think man you had an elite 11 quarterback in your own state that just doesn't happen every year at Nebraska yeah I mean that is that's 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 pretty uh you know, hand clap to Zane. Yeah. You know what I mean? To I'll be cheer able for to, an, By the way, I cheer for Nebraskans. I don't yeah, care whether they go to Nebraska yeah. or where they go. But Yeah, to make it to there, you know, that that's a, that's a, that's a next-level club. I mean, when you're talking about the people that have come out of that club, is it's quite phenomenal. When you look down the years, I know you probably already addressed it. I mean, you know, with Caleb Williams and, you know, some Big Ten talent in, in C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields and a few years that followed from them. They actually what they they won it right yeah those were the MVPs <laughs> so you know you have those that that type of talent that's come out of there to include um, what shoot right now there's three professionals one leading a perennial or uh, the perennial rising of USC and then Spencer Rattler who uh, who went to uh, <laughs> that college and just couldn't beat the guy you know yeah. that guy kind of came in behind <laughs> him. but. Um, 
you know, they, they were competing against each other and just the other one won out. But nonetheless, uh, he's got a chance. He's still at a great program in the SEC down in South Carolina. So, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's top of the line wine. You know, where he fits yeah. and where he falls is, is going to be interesting to see what Nebraska I, – I, I, that could be a story. Look, I don't – please don't call in or text in saying Strick is tripping today. Like, what was he um, eating before he got here? <laughs> um, but – You got a banana over here. That's healthy eating. Yeah. Yeah, so no, no question there. But but you you would hate for it to be a Jordan Burrow – type of situation yeah joe burrow that he joe burrow yeah what am i eating <laughs> to be a joe burrow type of situation where you had him right literally down the street you know what i mean oh yeah down the street from my house and <laughs> he gets away and goes and blows up like crazy down at osu so that's that's something to kind of watch and monitor how that all plans out yeah, sometimes yeah. it's like just you know don't overthink it, you know, because but I mean, they, but for the coaches they have to, yeah, because they're similarly ranked. Like I said, um, it's not like when when you look at the national rankings and coaches, you know, maybe use that, but they're going to go off their own gut instincts and and what they see with their eyes a little bit more than that. You have to trust that. I mean, that's what makes you a coach, right? That's what makes the difference. You're not just looking up where rivals rank them. You ha- actually have th- some thoughts about how they fit, and there's fits, yeah, and there's all different fits. things that kind of play into. You know what's going to be, you know, make your choice. But then at the same time, sometimes I think, you know, you're you're getting in the way. Like the the fact that you have um kind of outside uh, knowledge and and experience and all that stuff kind of kind of blinds you to the fact that sometimes there's just these guys right down the road. Um, all that being said, it, it's it's fascinating too, is because Nebraska doesn't usually have an elite eleven type of quarterback or somebody that's going to be able to go to an Oklahoma State uh, quarterbacking in the state. Um, so th- there's seemingly, you know, there's kind of a, a thought there that that might go the other way for Nebraska. At the same time, they are just landing Nebraska yeah, kids that's what I was left and say right. Next. Yeah, this, um, so it's not like they're yeah. not going after Nebraska kids. Yeah. So you're, you're on it. Mm-hmm. You just hope they didn't, you they know, 10 one. years from now, we go, yeah. well, they got, yeah, they got six of the best seven ones, but the best one was Zane Flores, and they missed on him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, who know, who knows there? We'll, we'll see how that plays out. And for what it is, I mean, it, it is it puts you in a weird kind of position because I'll be cheering for Zane Flores um, because, like I said, he's a Nebraska kid, and I want anybody from the state of Nebraska to, to do well as long as, you know, they, they're not awful people or something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so it's going to be kind of weird because while you cheer for that, at the same time, you're, you're also cheering for Nebraska maybe to have made a mistake. So we'll just say it like this. I'll cheer for Zane Flores, but I'll, I'll cheer for William Watson a little bit more. I like I I got a chance to watch a little bit of film on him. Um, I think he's pretty solid on mechanics. I think there's some areas that could be touched up on you know his fakes in his reads. Uh, it seemed to be pretty simple for him to make the reads that he were making. So there would be some advancement that would need to be done there. It seemed like he could make the throws. Um, I seen him you know hit some guys on point on target. Um, he, similar kind of style. He had really good tight ends. It looked like, uh, you know, big, big body tight ends that would be similar to like the style that he would have here at Nebraska guys that run up seams and get into different areas that he were able to hit and, 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 and it, to take advantage of. But that's, it, it also dictates what the competition levels are. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, those are things that, uh, but again, you've kind of got to give some deference to Whipple. Yeah. Um, Whipple probably was on the kid, 
uh, earlier, and you know he wanted to stay the course. And, he and he's feeling himself he's, right now too. He just uh, yeah. he just got his quarterback draft in the first round, so he probably feels pretty good about what he's doing. Yeah. So you know you got to kind of give some deference to that, and you know coming new to the area, definitely I'm sure Nebraska wasn't probably part of his pipeline as far right. as his recruiting of of you know quarterback so and he getting in late and he checks yeah. every other box you know he's been a former head coach he's worked with nfl guys he's you know he obviously the success he just had at pittsburgh the one thing that the, and it's it's hard to check all the boxes right the one thing that is kind of missing there is um big 10 experience and the only i guess the what compounds that fear to me is a little bit is that Scott Frost came in without Big Ten offensive, uh, you know, Big Ten um, uh, experience. And he just thought, and, and, you know, the infamous quote from his opening press conference is the, that the Big Ten was going to have to adjust to his, his offense. Right. Um, and now you just kind of wonder if you're, you know, you rarely get, I don't even know if you call it plan B or plan C because this is the third offensive coordinator. You rarely get three offensive coordinators uh, to give it a shot here, but we kind of know it was Frost's offense to begin with and now. But you rarely get a, a second chance, and uh, for both times maybe to go out without Big Ten experience is uh, seems a little odd and maybe something they'll look back at if, they, if it doesn't work out. But, again, you can't check every box. Mark Whipple is one of the hottest uh, offensive coordinators in the nation, so yeah, yeah. in no way do, am I saying that that's a bad hire or anything. I'm just saying it, it's kind of interesting. doesn't have Big Ten experience, and that's really what, I, in my mind, partially bit Scott Frost. Yeah, that is part of the that is part of the thing that's kind of hurt him, but he, he stayed the course with the quarterback he thought he had. Seemed like he gave opportunities to others to step in and um, – Worked in some situations, didn't work in other, didn't yeah. work in others. There was no consistency. There was a lot of inconsistency. So then, when you're taking L's, you kind of go back to what you know. I mean, it's the same thing in life, right? I mean, when when things starts to go awry and situations start to happen and unfold, and you kind of you kind of will revert back to what was comfortable and what you know, you know, as opposed to the unknown. And, and you would you would rather your ship go down uh, with what you're you're familiar with as opposed to what you don't know. And so I think that's kind of what happened. And I, I really do think that, okay, I guess the best analogy I can give to our listeners is like this. Um, playing golf, I think, so I, I haven't played golf in, I think I shared this yesterday. I haven't played in about six months. Oh, yeah. But sometimes bad habits, bad mechanics, uh, you just kind of settle and just don't try to do overdo things. You just kind of just get there, look at it, see it, hit it, and operate out of that. And the areas of your weakness sometimes actually can become your strength when you're not trying to do too much. Um, not trying to make up a shot that went, you know, a little bit awry. You know, just trying to stay within yourself and don't, overthink overplay your hands right that's what happened and and I ended up shooting like an 83 on a course that was really tough but maybe that can be a situation with Nebraska right you 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 don't know you don't have any expectation well you have expectations but you don't have any assumed expectations on the success of your quarterbacks and what they're going to do, you have expectations on what to expect from your coaches and what, what you've got to, you know, get them ready to do. But ultimately, those type of situations when you don't know can end, end up bolding well for you. 
right? So not knowing what Casey Thompson's going to do, not oh yeah, n- you know, not seeing the roller coaster rides of what you do and having to deal and having to talk to media about, you know, well, I was garbage <laughs> in the last couple of years, or I'm dealing with an injury, oh I'm coming back, oh, you know, you've got all these things that I'm sure Adrian Martinez had to deal with over the course of his time oh, yeah. that you don't have that. So you can just come in and just be you. Yeah, the new the fresh coat of paint is like the yeah. you don't you don't leave the toxic coat of paint still on the wall. Right. Um and I think that you scrape that, it off. You yeah. scrape it and sand it and get yeah. yeah. And and so I, I think that is and, and then obviously it gives you know game planning is gonna be difficult for anybody. They don't know what the, the offense yeah. is gonna look like, how yeah. much is of Scott Frost's offense is gonna be there. Uh, I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. And I think it does give Nebraska a little bit of an advantage. I did I'd want to mention this too, and I know um, we get you know, every company does this or you know, a different outlet will will tell you their bowl predictions. But I did see an interesting one from Athlon. Um, they are thinking like we would, um, that we'd be interested in a Nebraska Kansas State matchup. Um, um, so if both teams can can get bull eligible, uh, Athlon's got them in the guaranteed rate bull, uh, which is uh, newly named. I think it's been uh, several different uh, bulls. It was the Cheez-It Bowl not too long ago. It's been the Buffalo Wild Wing Bowl, the Insight uh, Bowl before. So, I mean, it's kind of gone through its it different names. It's actually played at Diamondbacks, uh, where the Diamondbacks play. In, in Arizona. In, in Arizona. I would be there for that yeah, one. In Phoenix, Chase Field. Let's get it. That'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> I would love it. I, I mean, I think that there's, uh, of any bull opponent that, Nebraska has after the season obviously you know college football playoffs or you know you'd rather have one of those great great bowl games but uh, if things go maybe as predicted um, for those of us that are optimistic and that Nebraska will get uh, to a bowl game uh, but not uh, overly overly great um, I think Kansas State's the the matchup everybody wants to see that would just be glorious to see Adrian Martinez have a chance although it would be kind of scary I mean if he beats you after you after you finally make it to the bowl game and then Adrian beats you, um, where are you? I mean, right. what did you do that season? Right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I have a question for you, though. I mean, based off of the fact that Zane Flores is now down at the Elite 11, I mean, there's been some good ones. There's been some great quarterbacks oh, that yeah. have obviously been down there. I mean, in 2021, you have Cade Klubnick and 2020, Caleb Williams, and we know what he could do. And 19, C.J. Stroud, 18, Spencer Rattler, 17, Justin Fields, Tua Tagovailoa, and 16, you know, but to you, who do you think was the best that came out of that camp all time? I mean, how would you view it? Where would you see? Yeah, that's a that's being tough. The best of that group or the group that you've seen. Well, it, it's tough because those are just the MVPs that I listed out there. So there's 11 quarterbacks uh, that ultimately make it in the Elite 11, and then there's the MVP of it. So that's just kind of what I listed there was the MVPs. When you go over the history of it, I mean, you have Andrew Lux and Deshaun Watsons and, um, you know, Matt Leinerts, and uh, it, it's been going since 1999. So there's a lot of guys to go through there. Um, Jamarcus Russell was one. I'll just run through it and, and name some of them out there. And Bust. Say, well, yeah, he ultimately, we're talking college here, I suppose. Uh, or pro just whatever way you want to look Bus. at chase daniel Boo. pretty good at missouri long career long there. long long backup career yeah great backup. mark career. sanchez the sanchez butt fumble <laughs> he was there as well uh josh freeman actually who one time commit to nebraska uh was part of the elite 11 back in the day matt stafford tim tebow i mean there's hardly a better college football player than tim tebow so and that's the crazy around. dynamic that you have to deal with with regards to tim because he was just ultimately a winner and even when yeah. he played then he he didn't throw a great ball at any time of his career he just was a freaking winner yeah and, 
in college football, that's all That's all that matters. You know what I mean? You put him in a system, let him win. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd probably ultimately go with him. But, uh, there's, I mean, it's hard. It depends on if you're doing college or pro because, um, you know, once you get into the pros, I think you gotta Teddy add Bridgewaters. A, and, yeah, I think you got to add an element of some uh, criteria that takes you beyond because i mean you could look at some of their high school credentials oh, yeah. but then you've got to think of competition level you got to think of all these different things so i think if you you have a compilation of their high school um their high school their college and then kind of what they did in in the pros if they had some accolades that came out of that then i think if you mount that all then you can come up with a solution i don't have it yeah <laughs> right now i don't have that that type of uh well, there's there's rarely together, there's rarely like we we do the goat conversation, and part of that is because it's it's pretty easy. You can just kind of everybody once you get to that level, it's kind of like okay, well, it's Tom Brady or Joe Montana, or it's Michael Jordan or LeBron James, and there's just kind of um, you know, and, and not not that you know older generations wouldn't throw in their guy as well, um, but you narrow it down pretty easily. But when you do something like this. It's hard because there's just so many guys with a lot of different success, but there's not like a Tom Brady, right? There's not right. like a guy that stands out and just go, well, that's the guy, obviously. Like Kyler Murray, Jameis Winston, uh, like I said, Andrew Luck uh, was on here. Um, you know, there's just so many different names, and you mentioned them as of late, Tua Tagovailoa, Trevor Lawrence. Um, so, Is he going to end up being a bust? Trevor Lawrence? I wouldn't I say. I think Jacksonville is the freaking dunghole. Of, <laughs> of, of, it, it seems like every quarterback that goes down there ends up in Dungeons and Dragons. Like you're yeah. freaking fighting out of the dungeon and you're getting <laughs> all of the Pokemon cards that get killed every time they show. It's like you're the worst perky Pokemon yeah. card on earth. It's got crazy. A, you got a Metapod. I got my my Pokemon joke. He could only harden. All he can do is defense. Yo, that's all he's yeah, yeah, that's it, bro. It's it's crazy. I I don't know. It's I don't. If I'm a quarterback, I'm saying to myself, I do not want to go to Jacksonville. I would probably say, what what what? Honda Lincoln Cleveland. Hotline. Cleveland's the other one, though. I need that's what. <laughs> yeah. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Please help Stricky. Top three. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Top three dungeons. Dung, dungeons and dung holes <laughs> of the NFL that if you're quarterback that you just say, I do not in all points. If I'm throwing out an all points bullet bulletin, a bolo that I'm looking for the team to not go to, I don't want to be found. <laughs> Which team is that? In uh, the no, NFL. Eli Manning had his uh, idea back in the day. He's not. I'm not going to San Diego. There's no way. Uh, you remember he forced yeah. his way to the Giants, which turned out well for him. Uh, so we'll get your response to that. We'll also get to Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Run back some of the College World Series stuff and Husker football heating up here, especially commit-wise, uh, here in the month of June. We'll talk about that coming up next year on The Block on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 